Previously on Grand Designs. <laughs> sorry, I laughed. I'm sorry. I wasn't expecting the breathy whisper one. I'm sorry. Do you want to do it again? Because I laughed. I have heard tell of a large and strange creature that's living in the sewers. Enter into the sewers and slay the creature and bring me its body. There's apparently some sort of creature or creatures living down here that have been taking children. It was just a giant head. It had lots of sharp teeth and these glowing yellow eyes. It was an old woman and she was like all rotted and like she was dead. And just as you're coming around the corner and noticing this, she turns around and you see her arms are crossed in front of her chest. She's clutching this very large, just ancient looking book. So wherever she is, I'm going the other way. Okay. <laughs> like, straight <laughs> away. Well, it sounds like we all had very exciting evenings that somehow weirdly all culminate in the sewer in one way or another. Hello, and welcome to the Rollmageddon Podcast, Grand Designs Campaign, episode number four. We are a Pathfinder 2 campaign. We're also a horror campaign. And yeah, that stuff. Uh, and I've said more in previous episodes. If you jumped in at episode four, you should probably go back and start at the beginning. Anyway, I am Jason McKinley. I am the game master for this evening and all future evenings. And I have some players here who are going to be playing. Uh, hey, players, why don't you go introduce yourselves and tell what kind of character you're playing. Uh, I am Molly Oblivion, and I will be playing Bon Bon, the Snow Goblin Alchemist, and her wily companion, Grumlock. I'm Molly Terriani. I'll be playing Carl, the Suel, or Elf, wizard, and his companion, Rufus. And I am Jordy. I'll be playing Becca's Brandywine tonight, and I am a rogue bard, dancer, extraordinaire. <laughs> so last time the players conveniently enough all ended up with sewer related projects hmm. on their agenda and have came back together discussed the seweriness of it all and slept and it is now the morning we bathed as well and, and that's they, worth noting okay they bathed we were gross y'all pressed the digitated our bathed <laughs> Wizard bath. No soap Wizard. required. It's like a horse bath, except nobody gets any money. <laughs> <laughs> so, it is the next morning. You have discussed and shared your various bits of information. You all have your sort of quests. And, uh, yeah. So, what's your plan of action, folks? Uh, well, I think we were going to go... We're doing that thing for Herbert West, right? Where we're... I mean, what's his name? Weston. Weston. We're doing that thing for Weston where we're hunting the sewer monster, right? So we have like individual quests, but they all seem to kind of come together mm -hmm. to form one great super quest that definitely will take us to the sewer. So what are we doing? Are we doing anything before that? Um, well, we were definitely interested in exploring a little bit of research via the library. Oh, that's right. The library. Yeah. Going to try to get a little bit of lore on necromantic rituals. Just a refresher. Um, we were where when we left? We were off? in the apartment. Yeah, right you now. came to you see were, us. And I, I, we'd cleaned off. Uh, mm -hmm. Beckus had taken an actual bath, and we'd just taken horse baths. Yep. Yes, we took our horse baths. Horse and, baths. Yeah, we decided to 
you, you guys wanted to go to the library. Mm-hmm. And I'm just sort of in one of those like weird crush dazes where like I just want to do whatever Weston asks me to do. And whatever you guys think is best in between is fine. And what time of day would it be? Morning. It is. Yeah, you all just woke up. Morning, so man. it's before noon at the very least. I won't necessarily qualify it as morning. I think we should probably. Wait, did you already ask about the library or was that out of game? That was like us explaining what we were doing, but it was on the table. Okay. So, but my character doesn't know about that yet, right? I feel like I. Ex- no. Would you like to go to the library, Carl? <laughs> <laughs> Your character now knows about that. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what that um, lady with the spider box um, was. Spider book? The, the spider book. Otherwise. Uh, I mean, we could just go down there. We could, you know, shoot first, and then we could go research later. Do goblins have libraries? Well, your people in the north would not have an actual library. You'd have an oral tradition. Okay. Would I have ever been to a library? Your journey down from the north was pretty long, so you might have stopped at one to get information. I heard of these great repositories of information. Yeah, I probably would have checked some libraries for information about how to solve the fertility yeah, so, problem. Yeah, okay, you're so probably I'm, I'm familiar not new to with libraries. them. They're still an, an odd concept. It's yeah, okay. you know, you're used to just asking one of your village elders, "Hey, how do I do this?" And they right. go, "Ah, well, let me tell you a 15 minute long story." I'm assuming this one's going to be a big library, though, right? Yeah. So that'll be something. Portion Grand is home to the largest library in the known world. The libraries. Just a little background information. The People who run the library are known as the Acromis, the Order of the Acromis Observers, so-called because they wear gray, and observers because they observe the world. Uh, they're also known as historians or librarians or many other different uh, nicknames, but it's a long-standing tradition that dates back thousands of years, whereby they have pledged themselves to the cause of recording history in accuracy. So historians are sort of like diplomats and that they can go pretty much anywhere, anywhere that will, you know, not wantonly, you know, they're not going to say wander off into a tribe of hill giants. They might get one, you know, just murdered for the sake of being murdered. But a lot of them get around stuff like that too. Their whole point is just record history and complete accuracy. So even the worst tyrants who have gone through committing like horrible acts of genocide have always had an historian next to them because the historians are pledged to non-interference. So that person will be there just recording what's going on. The libraries themselves are also referred to as temples. So they're called the temples of the Acromis observers, or they're also known as temples of Sestian. Sestian being the aspect of balance. And I think I've, I don't remember if I've explained it in the podcast already, but the cosmology of my world consists of nine aspects, which are these sort of obscure forces that are gods, but beyond gods. And then there are, um, sort of working beneath each of those, a total of 27 gods. And those are the ones that people generally worship and build temples to. So you don't generally build a temple to an aspect. Praying to an aspect is a bit like um, finding a pothole out front of your house and writing the president of the country to come and fix it. You don't know what's you know if that person's even going to get the letter and what they would even do if they did get the letter. So you're like reaching so far up the management chain that you're just not going to get an answer. The libraries are the only 
building that would be considered an actual temple to one of the aspects. It's because they consider knowledge to be a pure and obscure thing in which the uh, Sestian, the aspect of balance, presides over it, but at the same time takes no interest in promoting or thwarting the historian's efforts to collect knowledge. So it's a, it's a very ab- sort of abstract concept. Um, when you go there, it is said by the historians, when you go to the library and read a book, you're engaging in worship of session. Uh, the other aspects, like the scourge, who is the aspect of uh, disease, plagues, entropy, you don't worship these people. <laughs> Sometimes there'll be shrines stuck usually in out-of-the-way places where you might leave offerings like, please don't kill me, that kind of stuff, or please help me with this or whatever. But you don't generally pray to them. You just leave an offering and cross your fingers. So that's how that works. Uh, the temple or library here in Porsham Grand, there are two. Uh, one is in the primary area where all the temples are, which is way downtown. And a much smaller one, though still a large library, is a lot closer to the East Block. It's northwest of the East Block, about an hour and a half walk-in time. And we are currently in the East Block. You are in the East Block, yes. So do you guys want to go to the smaller library or the larger one? I mean, we could hire a carriage and cut some of the town time down, couldn't we? I or would think are there so. any carriage services provided by our lovely accommodations? Uh, no, they don't have uh, a taxi service available no for you. Carriages generally don't wander in the East Block anyway. How long would it take us to get to either of these places on foot? An hour, so an hour and a half for the smaller one? one. Yeah, the if you want to go to the largest branch, it would be to get there, do the research and come back would take pretty much all day you would end up, even if you took like a rickshaw to get down there and speed up the process. Would we have to go through Jester territory? No, uh, you you can avoid going through Jester territory just by leaving out the West Gate. And then once you get outside the walls of the East Block, there are no jesters. Um, how, I mean, how late is this place open? The libraries? Yeah. The libraries are open 24-7 or 24-10, according to my calendar. There are 10 <laughs> days in the calendar? Yep. 10 days there, a week? There are 10 days in a week, uh, yeah. 40 days to the month, nine months to the year. Well. Sorry, I was doing some math. <laughs> well, there's some also some festivals in between there that make up the extra days. Sweet. Um, so, do you guys want to go research what's down below, or should we go see what's down below before researching? I do think that research is probably best beforehand. Yeah, it'd be good to figure out how long I was asleep for, too. I would also very much like to know how a person can summon thousands of spiders from a book. So, if we can find that information at the library, that would be excellent. Well, it is agreed. Shall we go to the closer or the further? suppose the closer makes the most sense. If we don't turn anything up, I suppose we could turn back and try to accomplish something down below or come up with a better game plan. Okay, so we go to, we would like to go to the smaller library. All right. What is the, it called? It is the, looking at things. That's a terrible name for a library. Uh, it is the, the Damas Street Temple. Damas that's, Street Temple. That's how the historians refer to the it. The damnedest street temple? <laughs> Dam- <laughs> that is the damnedest street temple? It also be referred to as the Damas Street Library. Okay. Yeah, let's go to this dumbass street right. temple. <laughs> <laughs> and a note about libraries. They don't let you check out the books. What? Oh. 
You go there and you research. Um, they do not let I you leave. take the books out the door. <laughs> Unless you are very prestigious and have some sort of collateral. Because their books are expensive. Do I have any writing? I have a writing set. Okay. If we need oh, to nice. write. Okay. I have uh, just one, though. And I have some chalk. And I'm, I'm assuming paper comes in a writing set. But if not, I'll... I can't, I can't imagine it wouldn't. Like... I don't know. You get the tools to write, but you must write in your own skin. It'd be really smart if I had a, a card that said writing set up. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Do we know where someone might acquire a card with the words writing set on it? Well, I, considering I, I'd offered it to you before. Hey, listen, man. <laughs> hey, listen. Shut up. I'll, I'll, take, I'll take the cards. I'll, I'll find everyone's items. For those of you out there in the audience, I have a nickname among my friends, and it is Navi, and sometimes I hate it. Because it is appropriate. I do say, hey, listen, all the time. According to the writing set, using a writing set, you can draft correspondence and scribe scrolls. A set includes stationery, including a variety of paper and parchment, as well as ink, a quill, or ink pen, sealing wax, and a simple seal. If you've written a large amount, you can refill your kit with extra ink and paper. <laughs> or there you go. The more you know. Oh, I don't, ha- I don't actually think I have a lab. I just have the tools. I think yeah, I think an lab, lab is, is a little labs, different. Yeah. yeah, one of them's the cheap portable version, and the other one's like a full scale, takes up half a room version. I yeah. want one of those eventually. I want that. Yeah, <laughs> it's got a price tag on it. All right, so we're traveling to the Zadamistri Tempa. Yes. So the three of you gathered together, along with your pets. Grimlock is not a pet. Also, Rufus is. A familiar. Kind of a pet. <laughs> uh, you gather together and you head out the west gate in order to avoid any potential trouble from the jesters, who kind of exist just off the east of the main road that leads to the north gate. You get to the gate and you have to perform the usual gate ritual, which involves showing the guards your hands so they can see whether or not you have been marked with the crime, to see whether or not you're allowed to leave the uh, east block at all. So you step up, you show your hands to the guards. Grimlock also shows his hands. <laughs> Grimlock shows his hands. The They kind of ignore him. And you are let through the gate. And then you head north and west. Uh, why don't those of you with Portion Grand Lore make a roll to see if you get lost or not? It's a big city. 17. No. Uh, that would be an a six. <laughs> but hey, if we're all together and Carl doesn't get lost, yeah. Well, Beck is really <laughs> insisting that we need to make you need to make a right. You need to make a right, and then luckily Carl is like, no, that that uh, road just loops back. <laughs> so you manage to make a straight path to the library. Takes you a little over an hour to get there. And finally, you wander up the street, you find a small temple row, and mixed amongst the temples is a large, grand-looking building. Uh, It is made out of white marble in the old imperial fashion, with a large door doorway, with two very large marbled or uh, white marble doors that are perpetually open, and you stroll on in and you see people milling about. The vast majority of the people within the library seem to be 
the librarians themselves dressed in gray robes and that are uh, tied with uh, belts that are basically like woven hemp. And each one of them seems to have marks on both the right sleeve and left sleeve of their robes, which indicate their specialties as well as their ranking within the library. As you enter, there's a wide desk that's set directly in front of the entryway, sort of like the the info help desk. And you see a man sitting behind it. Seems very, uh, very clean and well kept. Uh, very prim and proper. Excellent posture. And he looks towards you as you come in, and he glances at Carl, and then at Beckus, and he gets sort of a questioning look on his face, and then over to Bonbon, where he just gets very skeptical look on his face, and then he kind of glances at your familiars, and as you approach, he says, Welcome to the temple of the Acromus Observers. What can I help you with? <laughs> so everyone's trying to everyone speak, not speak, speak, not like he straightens himself out and uh, leans forward and bows and proceeds to say, we are looking for some knowledge today, some that might be a bit more taboo. We are currently on a quest right now, exploring the sewers, and it seems that we're encountering some necromantic rituals that we need to further research. I'd also like to know how long it's been since the great splitting of the elves. I find myself confused as to what year it is. That too. He looks uh, a little confused by your requests. Well, I could tell you right off that the schism and the elves occurred some 6,000 years ago. Though my specialty is not history. As far as your um, quest in the sewers, necromancy is strictly outlawed in pretty much every kingdom. We don't really keep any comprehensive volumes on necromancy, mostly just stories of the things, the terrible things the necromancers have done in the past. Well, I'm not necessarily looking for any necromantic rituals to perform with uh, all due respect. I am merely trying to figure out how we might undo some necromantic rituals and perhaps not create any further damage. I'm going to try to woo him with my diplomacy. All right. Make a diplomacy check. Ooh. That is uh, 26. All right, twenty six. <laughs> he's still he's he's still looking quite skeptical. Well, my first suggestion would be that you perhaps attend to one of the local temples that is more focused upon destroying these beasts. If you are being genuine about this necromantic presence, then it's probably best to just let the experts deal with it. As far as Obtaining knowledge here, I, the best I could refer you to would be folklore, the stories of necromancers whose rituals have been undone, though these are not going to contain particular specifics on how they were broken. Usually it's those sorts of stories end with a, a magic sword that 
breaks the spell or some priest who calls upon a higher power to disrupt the power of the necromancy or the necromancer's head being removed from his body and so forth. Okay, so I suppose I could start with some lore books if you could point me in the right way. And perhaps is there any um, temple elders that might have uh, expertise here on the occult? Well, most of our higher ranking chapter members are usually occupied in affairs. We could potentially set you up for an appointment, though it could be several days. Well, this seems to be a bit more urgent. So if you might see if there's anyone here currently... That might be able to just speak with me at a short length. Not too many questions. Well, me... Hold on just a second. He raises one finger and he flags someone down as she's walking by. And says, Morgana, come here. I have something for you. He flags down this girl who, uh, again, dressed in the gray robes of a librarian with the woven hemp belt. And she comes strolling up. Uh, she's uh, of average build, though perhaps a little bit on the skinny side. Uh, just under six feet tall. She has very long, straight, pitch black hair that hangs down almost to her waist, but is sort of tied back behind her ears. And uh, She has very sharp features, high cheekbones, and a very wide mouth. And as she approaches, you can see two very peculiar things about her. One is she has these bright yellow eyes with black slits that run down the middle of them. And two, poking out of her robe, next to her left shoulder, is a head. The head of what appears to be some sort of multicolored lizard. Wait, is it growing out of her, or is it just hanging out in her It appears to be... um, her robe. Yes, it appears to have nested underneath her robes and is just staring out, and it has its eyes locked on y'all. She comes strolling up, and I'm going to have... Make society rolls, those of you that are trained in it. Ten. Twenty. Twenty. Mm-hmm. Not a natural twenty, but twenty. Okay. That would be a sixteen for me. Bonbon, Beckus, you two have uh, visited the library enough to sort of get a handle on things. As I said, all the historians are marked on their right and left sleeves with uh, these sort of badges of rank. You can see on her left sleeve are two arcane-looking runes, which signal that she's a member of the second chapter. First chapter are sort of these apprentices that basically move books around the second uh, chapter. Your chapter goes up as your as your prestige, rank, and knowledge increases up to the twelfth chapter, in which case you're sort of a grandmaster of lore. On her right sleeve, you see three stripes igni- uh, signifying her areas of expertise. One is a not-work black stripe, signaling that she uh, has uh, expertise in linguistics. A smaller yellow stripe, uh, signaling that she's exceptional in cultural history. And a thin green stripe, indicating that she has at least rudimentary knowledge of historical events. As she strolls up and looks at you and looks uh, at Beckus and nods and looks over at Carl and like looks astonished and then looks down at bonbon and she just gets this big smile on her face she's like you're a tundra goblin you're a long way from home a pleasure to meet you she like lunges at you with her hand out i am delighted to meet you and i take her hand, shakes and your I hand shake very it. vigorously what did you call me a, a goblin from the tundra right 
I mean, I don't know your proper tribe name, but I know there's, I, at last report, there were uh, 30, 37 tribe tundra goblin, at least known. Um, I mean, we're still discovering things as we move further and further into the hinterlands. Oh, that's astonishing. And you, uh, Antasi, but not as elaborate as most Antasi, and definitely a long way from home. Um, yeah, uh, well, well, what can I help you with? Oh, by the way, this is Ellipses. She points to the lizard. Grimlock is is trying to grab up at it. He's like reaching his <laughs> full hands up and kind of tugging on her robes. <laughs> she looks down. I see you brought something from... I'm not familiar with the, the creature. You brought something with you this far south. This uh, is Grimlock. Hello, little one. Hello, Grimlock. I made him. Uh, we are searching for information related to necromancy. Oh, um... I'm afraid you might be a little disappointed. Necromancy is strictly forbidden, outlawed in, well, almost every kingdom from well, east that, to west. That is why we are trying to find information about it. You see someone here in Portion Grand is performing necromancy, and we are trying to stop them. In fact, we've been asked to stop them, and we can't do that very well if we don't know what it is they're doing. We just know that it's dark magic, and it's wrong. Carl, can you describe the lady in the sewers to this young lady? Ah, uh, yes. <clears throat> oh, well. yes. And young lady is appropriate. I forgot to mention that she looks that she's probably in her late teens. So I found myself venturing down into the sewer. It was an odd circumstance and one I'm not off to repeat. But I was exploring and I noticed a... She was like a before we, she was like a crying, like scraggly looking woman like, wailing, holding a book, and she had rats circling around her. Okay, that were dying intermittently. Okay, so I heard a noise, uh, a wailing noise, and I went to investigate it, and there was this strange woman carrying an ancient book, being circled by rats who were intermittently dying. Um, I recognized the faint hint of necromantic energy, and uh, as soon as she noticed me, she opened the book, and a swarm of spiders attacked me. That is most unusual. Um, so we're looking to... Do you know anything about that? What might make a woman, I don't know, walk around with a bunch of rats running around her feet? Well, it doesn't really, does not sound any sort of benign... Uh, magic um it does seem vaguely necromantic my experience with necromancy is mostly limited to what i have learned through studying various cultures and sort of the uh events that have happened throughout their various histories some of them necromantic in nature unfortunately we just don't have i mean w what are you seeking to accomplish a way to defeat this creature well, if you've heard of any instance of it, I would like to know a way of maybe dispelling it. I don't know if this woman is being controlled by that book by her own volition or if she is being controlled by outside forces. Well, th th this certainly is a concern. Um, I, honestly, I'm uh, sorry. I'm, uh, I'm uh, a bit taken aback for words. I mean, I could help you search out something, but I can't off the top of my head think of anything that comes to mind. 
the other reason we're here um, is there's apparently some sort of creature that is abducting children, and they disappear never to be seen again. Um, it stands to reason that if there's a necromantic creature down in the sewer, there's likely two necromantic creatures down in the sewer. Where where did you where uh, where do you live? That it seems to have be having so many very odd problems. We live in an apartment. This was in the East Block, wasn't it? Yes, this is the sewers beneath the East Block. The sewers located beneath the East Block. Oh, yes, that. Oh, the uh, the reformatory. Um, what? You use so many words that I have never heard before. What is a reformatory? Uh, the East Block. It's a, it's a fancy word for open prison. Oh. Yes, the residential reformatory initiative. On that subject, what is a tundra? Uh, tundra, ice, snow. Oh, oh okay. All right, I'm sorry. Proceed. <laughs> she he looks down at you and speaks to you in goblin and says, I, I'm sorry, some of our words don't translate well. Oh, and, and I, I reply to her in goblin that that's perfectly okay, and now I can't stop smiling. I love it when people speak to me in goblin. It's so great. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, <clears throat> I'll whisper a brief translation to Beckus so he doesn't feel left out from not understanding. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Beckus looks sad. <laughs> Why did they always do that when Beckus I'm around? Is one of those common humans that gets all uppity when people <laughs> start speaking their native languages because it's their language. <sighs> You're in Push of Grand. Speak common already. Jeez. I mean, uh, we could look for information. We would really need to know sort of what you're looking for. You're looking for to uh, break the ritual or at least understand what the possibility. I know there are many cases of objects, cursed objects, binding themselves to people. And some of those are no doubt necromantic in nature. Uh, If this particular creature is, uh, would you say, stealing children away? Uh, then that sounds most definitely like a malicious, uh, cursed artifact of some sort. Do you remember... Sorry, I'm sorry. I turn to Carl and I ask him, do you remember anything distinct about the book the woman was holding? Well, it was covered in some sort of ancient script and it looked very old. Would you be able to describe the ancient script? Would I be able to describe the ancient script? I mean, the shape. Like, okay, so Goblin, right, is a very um, hard, sharp language. And its written language, the written version of Goblin, has a lot of pointy bits and and <laughs> sharp edges and that's the same that's a synonym but you know what i'm saying and so was there were they were there a lot of curly cues did it look very fancy was everything a little oblong you know it's like when you look at a picture like describe it like yeah. a picture i am a linguist so i mean if you can describe the script you're saying i can most likely find out what it is as soon as i look up here in the book <laughs> what the language <laughs> options are because i didn't expect this uh, bon Bon, you're that, welcome. <laughs> that would be a that would be a question for Jason. Uh, whether Carl, who is can, Jason? I'm sorry, for, uh, <laughs> our Lord and Master, the game master. We don't need to go I'm, that I'm deep. I'm going to pray to God, and I'm going to ask him what the language uh, looks like. Do yeah, do, do did my character see enough of the script to know whether to recognize it? There was no actual markings on the outside of the book, but when the book was opened, you did see some script. Okay. 
why don't you make, I'm going to have you make a, either your choice of crafting or performance to duplicate the script in a manner that will help Morgana understand it. Can I, can I use, do you want to use my performance? Can I use a, uh, crafting bonus is huge. Can I use woodworking? (laughs) No, you can't use woodworking. (laughs) Okay. He carved the language into into a table. I am now going to raise one finger in response to that. (laughs) Is that the thumbs up? Our DM just flipped us off, guys. All right, here we go. Super unprofessional. Here we go. This is to craft it. That's a 26. Morgana fetches you a piece of paper, ink, and a quill. And you slowly start to sketch out these symbols that make no sense to you. She examines it for a minute, looks it over, and says... Well, this isn't one of my specialty languages, but it looks like what's known as the shadow tongue. Um, it has a very definitive, say, aesthetic appeal to it. Uh, it's very practical and resembles uh, arcane runes in many ways. But it is a- exclusively a language used to communicate with creatures. Um, are you familiar with the concept of uh, the veil and the beast of the Nihil? Um, yes, I believe I am familiar. I am not. Well, so there's our world, and then there are many other sort of worlds. And in our world, we're alive. And if we move, uh, when we die, we pass through the veil, which is this sort of space between living and death. And then you're taken off to uh, the realm of whichever guide has accepted you in, or or, uh, you're put back into the cycle of reincarnation, or whatever your beliefs happen to be. You kind of follow that path. But the thing is, between every space, between the material space, the material world, for example, is made up of fire, water, earth, air. And these are the sort of primary elements, along with some other subsidiary elements. And they all connect, but they can't connect directly. They connect through uh, like hallways. Think of them as like circles with lines attaching them. But there's empty space between all of that. Every bit of empty space is known as uh, the realm of the Nihil. And within the realm of the Nihil exists the beast of the Nihil, or sometimes the dragon of the Nihil. A very malicious, terrible creature. Anytime you hear boogeyman stories, it's usually something about that's related to that. And also releases strange creatures through the veil. When there's a hole in the veil, what kind of uh, put something together. Uh, the beast also steals souls in transit as they're passing through the veil, moving on to their afterlife reward. Will steal them and reshapes them into these vile creatures, usually things with lots of tentacles and teeth, and spits them back out into our realm to terrorize and kill. It's sort of like a um, a sporting event to the beast. If you're, if anyone can even claim to vaguely understand how it thinks, it's older than supposedly older than time itself. But I mean. Nobody really knows. You don't, you, you don't go and talk to it. <laughs> uh, but this language, it's it, the language that is spoken by its minions, and it's spoken by uh, priests and acolytes and necromancers who wish to put their hands through the veil and pull these creatures out or reach through the veil and steal souls in order to bind them into uh, undead abominations. Would creatures from beyond the veil perhaps look like floating balls with eyes and tentacles on them? 
that that sounds very much like yes, that would be something from Beyond the Pale. Well, from what I was being described to by a group of uh, individuals, I will not name names, but uh, apparently there is also something like that running amok down in the sewers. Could these I, two things be tied together? Uh, I would suggest they're most certainly tied together. It sounds like you have a very large problem. I would suggest uh, maybe going to one of the temples and asking for some sort of um, war priest type help. A war priest? Yeah, someone who's trained specifically to deal with these things and to slay these things. From what I understand, the Church of Oran has actually been uh, recruiting lately individuals to sort of help them fight against things. But, I mean, we haven't really seen anything like this, so it's uh, difficult to... um, Are you sure this is something you really saw? That's just very unusual. Well... Not by my own first-hand account, but at least he's seen the. Nor mine. We trust rats. Carl. I definitely got bit by a spider, from the swarm that she released from the book. I mean, he's so old. He's far too old to lie. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you scoop up some of that necromantic goo? No, never mind. That was more of an, an ethereal concept. Never mind. I, th- I think I gave all the gunk to, yeah, to Weston. Oh so- yeah. Where is the nearest Church of Oran? Uh, just down the street. Would you guys, do you think we should go? That seems like a war priest sounds like somebody we would like on our side in this situation. Yeah, anyone that wants to take on Spider Lady. Beckus, you know much more about the people of Portion Grand than I do. I mean, do you think that these are the kind of people we want to seek out? Well, it's worth it to hear them out or at least get some tips as to what we might encounter or need to do. Dwarven, Dwarven never said anything about us having to keep our mission a secret, did he? I mean, should we not be telling everyone what we're doing? Or do you think it's okay to talk freely about this with people? I mean, we've been speaking in vagaries and not specifically who's tasked us with this. So unless That's someone true. presses. Okay. I'm standing right here still, by the way. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, if you would be so kind as to keep uh, the contents of our discussion to yourself, we would be much obliged. I trust her. Look at her. Look at her lizard. Um, yes, I, well, I have no reason to interfere. Um, well, yeah, I mean, isn't that the whole thing? Yes. The Church of Oran is notorious for uh, charging fees, though, just to let you know ahead of time. For some place like the East Block, they might want a cleaning fee, or they might just think you're incredibly mad. I'm still uh, uh, a little think you might be just a little bit mad myself, simply because these things don't generally happen here as far as i know well they certainly did so do they want proof shall we go try they would and... almost certainly ask for proof well, we don't have any shall we try and convince them or should we perhaps go gather some proof god that's where this is going isn't it we're gonna have to go get proof of this shit before we can fix it fine let's go get proof you guys want to go to the sewers and try to get proof or should we try and convince them first and ask? Yeah, maybe. See if they require proof. There's always there's always the likelihood they're feeling charitable. Slim though it is. Well, whatever you two think is best. Beckus, the decision is yours. Well, it's an hour to walk back. Don't know how long it'll take once we go down into the sewers to even find what we're looking for, if it's even in the same spot. 
Might as well just walk down the street real quick and at least try. Okay. What was her name, the librarian? Morgana. Morgana. Oh, that's right. We thank you for the information. Of course. I'm sorry I couldn't be more help. Necromancy, again, is what tombs we do have in necromancy tend to be uh, placed in vaults where other people can't get to them. Say in the future, perhaps we might have some more strange questions. Might we call on you? Uh, Yes, the the temple is open always. You're always welcome. Who would have access to these vaults? Um, Only those of probably the sixth or seventh chapters or above. And they're just, um, unless you have some sort of patron or a longstanding reputation with uh, the library and the order itself, your chances of being able to see inside the vaults is uh, basically zero. Are they at both locations, or is it just this one? Are what at both locations? You've, you keep the books in this one, or are there are vaults at both locations? Uh, you would almost certainly need to go to the main branch for those sorts of materials. That's where the highest levels of um, arcane security are possible. All right. Well, perhaps in the future we'll visit and see if we can... Take a gander. Well, um, good luck on your uh, quest to fight necromantic things. I, um, if I hear terrible things, I will um, think of you. <laughs> I guess it is a pleasure meeting you, Bonbon, uh, and you too, Grimlock. I pull out two silver pieces and hand them to Morgana, a donation for the temple. Oh, well, thank you. I'll make sure that the these get into the hands of the uh, the chief librarian. Also, one last thing, Morgana. Yes. Uh, I point to the green stripe on her uh, sleeve, and I say, "You are you you know something a, a bit about historical events, correct?" Uh, yes, it was not my strong suit. Aside from linguistics, cultural history is more like the ebb and flow and change of um, ideas and so forth. Is my you just you just end up learning a lot about history in general from as sort of a uh, side effect of studying uh, cultural movements. Is have, there a particular question? Have you ever heard of any incidents of mass sterility? Um, I don't know what that, I don't actually think I know that word like right away. So I'm trying to think of like, like I try to think of like what the word is. So like I end up saying, I think whatever the word for sterility is in Goblin, because I don't think that's a word that Bonbon uh, would know in common. The only one that comes off the top of my head would be there was a very large uh, sterility event in the uh, the Ishtin Empire in the Far East, but it was only among royalty because of the drugs. They take drugs to change their skin color, their hair color, much the way um, the Suel do by just thinking about it. Uh, they take these drugs that they get from uh, from the Katsuk specifically in order to brand themselves as royalty and one of the drugs that they were taking uh, caused a massive sterility amongst all the lo- the royalty it was a very big almost revolutionary event there they had to uh, find people of low blood to breed with and keep the family lines going but i mean it was caused specifically by the drug that they were taking do you have any books on that event oh yes of course here at this branch it's a very yeah it's a very important piece of eastern history it uh, Basically, the old bloodlines kind of died out and were replaced by new ones who uh, they lied to everybody and just told them that they were actually of the bloodlines in order to keep the bloodlines going through deception. It's a very interesting piece of history. 
Oh my goodness. Can we come back here tomorrow? Sure. I'll be back tomorrow. Thank you very much, Morgana. I mean, I can... Save for a lie. (laughs) (laughs) I I have some uh, free time. I can gather the books together and have them ready for you tomorrow. That would be so wonderful. Thank you. I really (sighs) deeply appreciate it. Not for personal reasons. I don't know anybody who sterilized their entire village, but I really appreciate you helping me research it for, you know... (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Curiosity's sake. Thank you very much. (laughs) Her lizard, pet lizard just... Glares at you. <laughs> I look a little confused and concerned by that, but I ignore it because we're on a mission. All right. Thank you, Morgana. Just a question for the aside. How hard would it be to steal a book from that library? Who are you asking me? <laughs> <laughs> this is just, I'm not going to do it. I was just like. Why don't you make a society check? <laughs> are you asking us or are you? That was. That was like, Outside of uh, Yeah. <laughs> 22. You have heard rumors that the books and the entryways and exits, the floors, the ceilings, the walls are all warded to some degree within these libraries. They're very possessive of their books. Okay. Perhaps with a little bit of magical trickery, you might be able to sneak one out. But if you just try to walk one out the front door, they're probably going to know. Okay, so you finish up at the library? Or um, did you have anything more yeah. you wished to? To request. Uh, bon Bon, you know that they can transcribe books for you, right? Transcribe? They'll take the book and write it down for you, a copy that you can take home if you want. Oh, oh, Morgana, yes. would it be possible to have uh, the information about the Ushtin? Is that how you pronounce that? Ishtan. Ishtan. The Ishtin? Would it, be able to ha- would it be possible to have that information written down? Well, we offer a number of services. They're all paid services, of course. Um, if you find a book that you'd like a copy of, we can have a scribe make a copy of the book for you to purchase. If you need um, research done and compiled, we have scribes that will spend time. It's a little more expensive, but they'll spend time to research a particular subject and transcribe all of the relevant information from multiple books into one book for you. How much does that cost? Uh, That service depends on the level of the task. For something like that, uh, the books are readily available. I know pretty much exactly where all of them are, being that it was uh, one of my subjects of study. To research, compile probably about two, almost two dozen books that I can think of off the top of my head, maybe eight to ten gold pieces. It's not a cheap service. I could do that. I have exactly ten gold pieces. (laughs) Uh, Would you like to put in a petition immediately for that? Yes, please. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Um, Let me get to the necessary paperwork. Excellent. Thank you. I'll be right back. She scampers off. I like her. What was up with that lizard? Is that a common animal? I don't think you should ask her. (laughs) He seemed pretty cool. Have you seen one before? Not exactly like that one, but... I mean, you've seen one familiar. You've seen all. Wait, was the lizard sticking... Okay, I thought the lizard was, like, attached to her. That's what I thought, and I asked about it. The lizard was coming out of the shoulder, not like a lizard chilling on your shoulder. That is exactly why I asked, because when he first described it, I totally thought she was a lizard's head (laughs) She had an extra head, like, oops, that was an accident. (laughs) (laughs) This is what magic... Bad magic does. This is why necromancy's bad. (laughs) 
<laughs> Weston would be like, how did you get that to work? <laughs> Are we still getting paid on the daily from Dwarven? Wasn't he like um, paying us every day? No, that was for a previous task. Fuck. Why am I about yeah, to spend all my money on a. this shit? Right now, technically, you're supposed to be in your apartment oh. <laughs> hiding from the jesters until he works out cleaning up the mess you all made. Oh, no. Okay. Well, hopefully we get something done quickly so that Weston will pay us the money he's promised us. Because um, I'm about to spend every cent that I have on this fucking Ishtun research. <laughs> all right. She comes back shortly with a few papers for you to fill out. And assist you in filling them out, just asking you questions and then filling it in, like, what sort of subject, like, you know, she fills in the event that in particular that you want researched. And I'd like an emphasis on all of the steps that were taken to eradicate the problem and move past it. All of the different, if there were any, any other attempts that failed to cure the sterility, all of it, everything... I don't need a whole lot leading up to what caused it. Well, although I would like to know what caused it specifically, but more the aftermath and the end of it is what I want the emphasis on. Okay. Do you want it to be a more particular, uh, more, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? More, do you want it to emphasize the alchemical nature of the process, the drugs that were involved and so forth and so on? Yes, please. Okay. She looks down at Grimlock and says, I thought that might be a particular interest to you. You're a very astute person, Morgana. The payment will be expected upon delivery. We don't charge ahead uh, here. We trust that you're going to come in, and if you don't, then we have another book to add to our library. Excellent. But I'm guessing somewhere between eight and ten gold pieces. Um, if we stumble upon anything that's unusual, then you can also petition to have that looked into further as well. So we have a good staff here. And a much larger library, deeper into the city. So, plenty of resources. Thank you very much. Of course. Are we ready to go? Did you find out how long you've been asleep? You didn't, did you? Around 6,000 years. They can provide you with the the exact date according to a compilation of various calendars. The imperial calendar that you use now has only been around for just over 1,500 years after the um, imperium from the south whose name I can't remember off the top of my head right now, came up and basically conquered the northern continent and implemented their own stuff. Before that, there were other calendars that were involved, but they can calculate the date. From there, a a pretty accurate representation of um, when the schism occurred. So how long would that mean I was asleep for? I think we determined right about 6,000 years, 6,500 years. Okay. Or no, no, it was less than that. Right around 6,000. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Because it's been about 7,500 years since the schism, if I remember correctly. And how I old were you? I do not have my timeline in front of me. <laughs> sorry, how old were you when you fell asleep? Or when you became a tree, sorry. Quick question, aside, <laughs> uh, edit it out, but how long were the uh, the Suel around before the schism? Oh, um, tens of thousands of years. Um, You know, you lose track after... The first 10,000 years. So you're telling me that you're over, you're more than 16,000 years old? Well, I was asleep for most of it. Well, some of it. That is fascinating, Carl. You are fascinating to me. Well, not that fascinating. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me, what was it like when they invented britches? (laughs) Well, we used to just like walk across the water, uh, get our ankles wet. (laughs) 
<laughs> Wait, did you say bridges or britches? I said britches. I thought you said britches. <laughs> Before they invented bridges, our uh, our bridges. genitals just swung back and forth in the breeze. <laughs> then they came up with britches. It was great. No more thorns. Uh, insects leave you alone. All right, shall we take our leave, gang? To the Church of Orion. Oran. Oran. To the Church of Oran. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. Again, Morgana, we appreciate your services. Of course. Um. Oh, one one last thing. <laughs> what? Just one more question, Columbo. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, what's this guy's name? And I point at the lizard. Oh, uh, ellipses. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Goodbye, ellipses. Stares at you. I don't think he likes me. <laughs> he, he doesn't talk unless I allow him to. Oh, same and, with Grimlock. Oh. <clears throat> he looks up at her and he goes, I'm afraid I don't know that particular dialect. It's not a dialect. It's just Grimlock. <laughs> it's a feeling. <laughs> it's a feeling. It's a way of life. <laughs> Shall we make our way to the Temple of Oran? Sounds good to me. Yeah, let's go. By the way, Bon Bon. That was a lizard. Those come from the dry parts of the world. Oh, dry parts. I see. Well, you are familiar with similar things in the north. Uh, There's a particularly nasty breed of very, 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 very large white lizards that emanate heat and kind of melt the ice and snow around them. And if you touch them, your flesh melts off and then they eat goblins. I would absolutely tell Beckus that exact story right now. So I've just told you that story. (laughs) <laughs> about about the lizards from where I come from. The lizards from where I come from are so hot and in the cold that they burn and melt your flesh off. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Give me half a second to pull up my gods list just because I need to get on stuff proper. You have too much lore, Jason. Your lore is too big. So I fucked mm. up. Oran's an aspect. Nobody builds a temple to him. It's my bad. We were lied to Next time we better get a higher ranking clerk out of this library. Huh? <laughs> Throw Morgana down a flight of stairs. <laughs> I walked a whole block and there was no one there. They laughed at me. They said, there's no basement in the Alamo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you exit the library and head to um, not the Temple of Oran, because I screwed up. Oran is one of the aspects. Wah, wah, wah. Yes, Oran is one of the aspects, and I have so many gods, and I need to write things down better. So they have actually directed you to the Temple of Hakis. Hakis, also known as the Noble Shield, is the god of protection and defense, and is known for running around and smiting evil. So that's the temple you're going to. <laughs> Sorry for the confusion. Uh, to the temple of Hakis. This temple looks exactly right. <laughs> exactly like the one they told us. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So you make your way over to the temple of Hakis. Uh, out front, you see this great carved symbol of Hakis. There are three shields lined up side to side, and beneath it, what appears to be a very large hammer. And uh, the temple is definitely, looks like it was expensive to build, but uh, it looks sturdy and practical at the same time, not as elaborate as some temples that you may find. And you see people milling about, both robed and armored. 
So you stroll into the temple, and the entryway appears to be this, it's this very grand, wide hall uh, that leads down about 50 feet. It uh, branches off into other rooms along the side, and you see what appear to be the sort of small chapel-like areas in those areas, in those rooms. But the main hall appears to be more a display of the glory of Hakis. So you see these statues depicting great warriors who have worshipped him like paladins, worshippers of him over time, who have followed his cause. And you see at the end uh, depictions of him in different different sort of aspects, one being the defender with shield prominent and the other being the uh, protector who stands with his gigantic warhammer in hand, like ready to crush. And there are, you see about a dozen people, some of them look more priestly than, than others, uh, but all seem to be bear, bearing his holy symbol around their neck. Let's ask one of those guys. Excuse me, hello. And I wave my arm toward the toward one of the guys to kind of come toward us. Uh, you call out and wave, and a person dressed in robes spins around, and you see an older woman. Looks like she might be in her 60s. She has a, very, a gray bun like wrapped up at the top of her head and she strolls slowly toward you and looks from face to face. Welcome to the temple of Hakis. What can the father of protection do for you on this afternoon? Well, we um, came here from the temple of the, what's their order called? The Acromus Observers. We came here from the Temple of the Acromus Observers. They said you might be able to help us with a problem we've encountered. It depends upon the nature of the problem. I encountered a necromantic creature in the sewers under the East Block. And we've been tasked with tracking down a different creature, which we are assuming is also necromantic. We were told this is your area of expertise. Our order has traditionally been tasked with removing necromantic influence from the lands. I don't believe uh, we've heard any reports of any sort of necromantic creatures in Porsham Grand. We're not exactly a hotbed of it. What would you call a woman with a book of thousands of killer spiders and a large globulous tentacle creature with eyes? that may or may not be stealing children. She looks at you incredulously. <laughs> I would certainly say these are the results of dark magic. Either that or an extremely vicious pranks. Though we are quite adept at smelling, ec- smelling out necromancy whenever it rears its head. I well, suspect there... it may not be what you expect it to be. Well, there seems to be necromantic influence happening in the East Block, and I don't know if Akisa's great eye and shield of protection goes to everyone who has money or those who don't, but children are being snatched up. Are you aware of this? We do not get involved in the more worldly affairs. Porshamgan is a very large city. There are people disappearing all the time. You say, a woman with a book who summons spiders. It sounds... Perhaps like some sort of wizard? Well, she was surrounded by a swarm of rats and was sucking the life out of them intermittently. One rat at a time. 
I worry that given the nature of the victim, the children with nothing living under the sewers of the East Block, that nobody seems to care when they disappear. It's quite tragic to claim to root out the evils of necromancy while ignoring its insidious effect on the weakest of our society. Are you implying that we simply pick and choose who we defend? Well, if you would have uh, offered us defense right away, I would say that no. But we're coming to you with a plea of help for children and those who cannot protect themselves. Who are disappearing from what very well may be necromancy. I will talk to some of the elders. We will send down a task force to explore the possibility that there may be necromantic activity we would like to accompany in the East them. Block. We don't function like that. Well, well we, we can take our issues to a different, uh, maybe more prestigious temple, someone who defends everyone. You always enter asking for help and then insult those who you wish to help you? Mm, yeah. I would ask you three to please leave this temple now. I... <laughs> I will investigate, assuming this isn't sort of prank, her eyes narrow as she glances between the three of you. What is this word she keeps using, prank? I don't know this word. I'll explain in uh, a derisive tone that it's often something that people say when they want to dismiss what another is. Uh, In common? I'm muttering it. (laughs) We are already investigating what is happening in this sewer. We would like your help as someone who clearly has an expert knowledge in the type of magic that we feel is making this situation so much worse. We don't mean to insult you. We just would like additional insight to know that we're on the right path. But we would like to continue investigating this. It is the job that we were tasked with, and we would not like to source it out to you. As I said, I will speak (laughs) to the elders, and in a few days' time, we will send a task force. We will investigate. We will ask questions. And we will look into the potential of this being actual necromantic activity. Suppose we brought you proof. Could we hasten the process? We don't have time for any of this. If you could bring me something that I could bring to the elders to show them, other than just a story from three people who admittedly seem to associate with the criminal criminal elements of our city. Oh, now who's insulting who? The East Block is a prison. Well, it's also my home. It appears that none of us are marked. Which means we reside there of our own free will. Yes, curious affair. Defending apparently where the eyes of Hakis do not see. The eyes of Hakis see everything eventually. And yet you don't care that children are gone missing. I don't know that the words you speak are truth. I will talk to the elders. We will organize a team. We will go and we will investigate. All right. Very well, um... By the time you get around to doing anything, it's quite possible a number of children will have died, so their deaths will be on 
your soul. It's like she said, they don't trouble themselves with such things. Portion Grand is too large to care about missing. I would ask you to leave now before I summon the guards to escort you out. We leave. Let's go down to the sewer ourselves. Yeah, it appears that these guys are greedy. That's what you get for trying to outsource the adventure. (laughs) Outsource the quest. No, no. I don't think we... I, we weren't trying to outsource. We were looking for I information. Joking. I'm just joking. She was the one that was like immediately like, you guys are fucking lying, you weirdos. Tang- you tangled the breadcrumb out there with the war priest. And yeah, we thought, man, maybe that's where priest. we want... Maybe. You walked in and immediately started... Well, no, not immediately. You got about three sentences out before you started insulting the She temple. was really rude. She yeah. was really rude. Yeah. Yeah. She's a high priestess. She thinks she's better than everyone. What okay. Expect? Well, what do you expect us to do about that? We're not going to fucking grovel in front of this bitch we don't know. Yeah, it's because you're all criminals. We're not criminals. <laughs> or I could just, you know, get a big group of people roused up outside of the temple. <laughs> That's true. Protest. <laughs> That's true. All right. Let's go ahead and what time is it? It's afternoon. It's a few hours afternoon. You've spent about three hours wandering to and fro and talking into Morgana so far. So still plenty of daylight. Let's go be sewer mermaids. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sewer mermaids. What do you think, Becca? Are you okay with going to the sewer now? I would like to go back to the apartment and get a suitable change of clothing to muck around in the sewers, and I have a feeling we might need some holy water. Okay. Uh, How does one obtain holy water? Also, my clothes are fine. I can probably also clean your clothes as we go. Well, and we need holy water, though. Okay. How does one obtain holy water? You can can purchase them from the temples for a small donation. Oh, Pretty much any temple temple (laughs) will bless water for you, but it does. uh, They have to use ingredients that cost money, so they do charge you for it. They use ingredients to bless water. Don't you just like make a cross over the water? And that's part of the spell to bless it. What does holy water do? Holy water, I believe, is a grenade-like weapon, Mm -hmm. which does. Holy water is three gold points. It's light held in one hand. This vial contains water blessed by a good deity. You activate a holy water vial by throwing it as a strike. It's a simple thrown weapon with a range increment of 20 feet. Unlike an anachemical bomb, it doesn't add or manipulate trait to the attack made with it. Holy water deals 1d6 of good damage and 1 good splash damage. It only damages fiends, undead, and creatures that have a weakness to good damage. Yeah, so you can use it against undead creatures. A lot of times undead creatures have an inherent weakness to positive damage, so it does extra damage to them. Is a creature torn through the veil considered undead? Make an occult roll. 14? Um, You're not quite sure. (laughs) I'm assuming you're all discussing this and contemplating it on the way back. Um, What was that, Jordy? That was an 8. So uh, I also had a 14. Um, so antivenom is an alchemical item. I don't suppose that's something you would know how to craft. Do I know how to craft antivenom? Is it on your recipe list? I don't think so. Then you'd mm-hmm. probably have to purchase some. Can I purchase the formula for it or is that a level-based thing? Uh, you can purchase the formula and then it takes time to uh, transfer it over and learn it. Let's just go with that. Um, it might not take that say, long if, if you wanted to look. If you have the coin, I can purchase a formula for it and and make it. 
How long is, does it take to craft? Uh, well, you could, in theory, you do it with your daily reagents. Okay. Um, but you already did yours for this morning. Mm-hmm. So you could just do it with whatever reagents you still have available. You could do quick crafting in the middle of combat if you needed it. Okay. Uh, I could whip it up on the fly as needed for fairly quickly. Yeah, I think we should figure out how to get you the formula. And you can copy a formula into your formula book in one hour. My formula book? Your formula book. (laughs) Okay. So you could get uh, the formula for it. For whatever the antivenom level is. One. One. Uh, it's actually called antidote. So yep. lesser antidote. Uh, you could purchase them for three gold pieces each, or you can get the formula for one gold piece, spend an hour transferring it, and then be able to use your uh, reagents and quick alchemy ability in order to make them on the fly. Okay. Do you guys mind waiting around a bit while I do this? Sure. Okay. No problem. I do that. I We go to... The nearest place to purchase an antidote formula, and I spend an hour copying the formula down. <clears throat> okay, you stop off at a uh, small alchemist on the way back to the east block. The formula for lesser antidote, you know, fairly common. So there's, oh, yes, of course, here, blah, blah. thank you for your money. Have a good day. Do um, you want me to buy, give you the money for it? Uh, yes, please, I, because I spent all my money getting the... Well, you still technically have that money. You, you don't have it yet? Yeah, yeah, you have not spent that money yet. You have to pay it later. And if you bring uh, West in his prize, you'll get 50 gold pieces. Yeah. But no, but that's like paying your rent check and then like being like, oh, I can afford a $300 massage because he, he hasn't cashed my check yet. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, <laughs> What's wrong I'm, with that? I'm pretending that money doesn't exist because I need to get that that Ushtin stuff. Ishtun? Ishtun. Ishtun. I-S-H-T-I-N. For those of you at home. T-I-N makes tune sound? Tin. Ishten. 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 All right. Well, I'm I'm ready to go down below. Are you guys? I am. All right. So the question is, you have a map that has two locations where the creature was spotted. And uh, you got this from Bonnie the Broken. Uh, One location was where the girl said that she had seen this lady, this crazy lady wandering around. And then the other one was where the boy said that he saw this giant head with teeth thing. And that is in the central area of the East Block sewer system, which is the child in question described as being flooded. What did Weston actually ask us to bring back? Was it the book or a body? The body of the, the thing. Of the thing. Okay, so Weston, according to what Weston wants, we need to go where the tentacle monster is. But according that, you know, in order to find out what's going on. Um, the flooding does make me wonder whether it's worth wading through waist deep shit to try and fight a tentacle monster. Wouldn't be waist deep for me. <laughs> it would be neck deep. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that is uh, a complication. Mm-hmm. I want to buy a canoe. Perhaps we should the price of a canoe. <laughs> perhaps we should check the unflooded area first. Let's go with what we know. Yeah. Okay. So we go to explore the area in which was described as where the creepy lady was. All right. You make your way back to the east block, back to the gate. You spend uh, an hour at your apartment copying the formula. Is there any other equipment, anything else that you want? to deal with at this time in preparation 
Sure, no? got, you got enough healing potions. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I still yeah, I have gave like... you those two big ones too. Yeah, we got two, I have two small ones. I have, I think, three small ones and two and one big one or two big ones. Weston gave you two of the yeah uh, so lesser two... ones, which are the two d eight, I believe. Okay. Yeah, lesser healing potions, two d eight plus five hit point so restoration. I have four lesser healing potions then. Plus, I also have you a lesser have of life. Two lesser and then two minor. I had two that I bought. Those are the minor ones, the cheap okay, ones. Okay, sorry, two lesser, two minor. Yeah, and then I also have the elixir of life. Is one of my um, yes, is one of your ability. One right, of my so yeah. plenty of healing. Try to get healing potions. Yeah, I'm good. All right, okie dokie. So you make your way to where the map says is a good place to descend. You find uh, it basically amounts to a small wooden shack that you open up, and it turns into a set of stairs that lead down. This is for muckraker muck. This is for muckraker access. And what's the party's marching order? Who's going in the front? Who's going in the middle? Who's going in the back? These are narrow tunnels. I'll go in the front if that's all right with you guys, simply because I can't see over you. So I'll go in the front. Also, two of you have dark vision. Yeah, that's true. One of you does not have any special vision. I'll be in the middle. There you go. Thus, (laughs) you'll probably need some sort of light source. Oh, um, I have... Because it is pitch black down there. Hold on. I have... Uh, oh, that's not going to help us. Um, I, I have a torch. I have tinder twig. That's probably better than a torch, huh? Well, tinder twig is like uh, a match. Yeah, it's like a match. So I can light it. Okay. We'll see that. All right. So you're using a torch. Torch will convey, I believe, it's 20 foot radius of light and then 40 foot dim light. So you can see about 40 feet down. Those of you with dark vision can see a little bit beyond that. You make your way down into the sewers. It's a wonderful smell, as always. Still no rain, so everything's getting a little stagnant, despite the muckrakers being hard at work. And you sort of use the crudely drawn map to trace your way to where you think you are being directed. However, at this point, I'm going to need one of you, or all of you if you wish, to make a survival check in order to navigate. 20. Nice. I don't think I would even be trying to lead because I got so horribly lost the last time. <laughs> 18. 18. All right. Between the two of you, you make your way down. It's been about 10 minutes sort of following this crude map. And between, between the two of you, you manage to not get lost, kind of keep your bearings. And then about halfway down a corridor, Sloshing through the water and the filth, you see some footprints, Mm. mucky footprints that kind of every once in a while make purchase on the very, very narrow walkways that are either side to the drainage in the middle. Look, footprints. They're larger than a normal person's foot should be, and they are definitely feet prints, not boot prints or shoe prints. So whatever it is, is walking barefooted and has a very long foot. Oh, someone's getting all this shit between their toes. (laughs) Was the woman barefoot and long-footed? You know, I didn't look at her feet. Um, I only briefly saw her. At this point, I would like everyone to make perception checks. Perception checks. Oh god, nine. Thirteen. That's a critical failure. Oh, no. Wow. You guys are 
You're going to get jumped. We are. I had various levels of <laughs> of uh, perception DC here, and you managed to make the first one. So you're walking along, sloshing through the mud. Every once in a while, a rat runs by. doesn't look necromantic in nature, just a regular rat, just trying to get out of town. And as you're approaching um, a slightly wider corridor, Bon Bon in the lead, you turn around the corner, and there, just at the edge of your dark vision, you see, facing right towards you, as if she just happened to be walking in the direction that you're coming from, a woman who looks like she was probably young, but now is waterlogged so much that she looks elderly and old. She's wearing robes, sort of plain looking, look like they might have been nice robes at one point. She's ankle deep in the sludge, long scraggly hair, and with what appears to be bits of, you don't know if it's filth or moss or some sort of like plant life in there. And clutching to her chest, a very large, old-looking book. And as she stares up at you, this purplish light begins to glow in her eyes. And that's where we're going to end it, right before we roll initiative. What? Oh, bullshit. No, oh. I said right before we roll initiative. Oh, okay. So we'll be rolling initiative at the beginning. Okay. Unless you really want to roll initiative right now. That's fine. <laughs> it's not going to help you. But I do want to stop, freeze. Put my arms out in front of you guys, like, and I say, I whisper very emphatically, I think she's right there. And I point <laughs> in the direction that I think I see her. Yeah, and shortly, just a second after that, you start to hear mumbling. Bitch is creepy. All right. And that has been this episode of Rolmageddon. What will happen next week? Will the waterlogged lady with the giant book and the spiders in it kill all of our players and we'll have to start a new campaign? Jason wishes that she would, apparently. Or will they manage to just narrowly squeak out a victory? We'll find out then. I've been Jason Mc... Oh, wait a minute. Before we say goodbye. Uh, Molly, did you want to plug your podcast? Sure thing, Jason. Thank you very much. Uh, If you, uh, for whatever reason, enjoyed my contributions to this uh, campaign, I would recommend heading over to anchor.fm uh, forward slash Final Girl Friday and check out my podcast, uh, Final Girl Friday, where I ramble on about horror movies. And uh, I have been Jason McCanley. I have been the Game Master. I have been Molly Oblivion. I have been Bon Bon and occasionally Grimlock. Ali Tariani, and I've been Carl. And I've been Jordy playing Beckus. <laughs> I don't know what the <laughs> fuck that was. <laughs> I like blanked out. I was like, who am I? And I have been Jordy playing Beckus. <laughs> playing Jordy. That was great. Playing Jordy. That was great. Hey, thank you all for listening. Tune in again with the next episode. Probably next week. Maybe tomorrow. I don't know. Whenever we release these things. Yeah, y'all have a good night. Bye. Bye. I'm yeah, so proud well. of us. We spent like an hour together without talking about butts, butts. or poop or farts. Yeah. Can you <laughs> fart around a butt plug? Does anyone know? I don't understand. <laughs>
You cannot (laughs) fart around a butt plug unless it is a very cheaply made butt plug. You cannot. Okay, maybe I've misunderstood the whole. (laughs) Are you done Googling that obscure question that you're Googling? Oh my God, you're actually really scrolling through, aren't you? No, I can't get a definitive answer. Like, I'm I'm four Google searches in, and nobody will say for sure whether you can or can't fart around a butt plug. So. are we ready to go? I had one final very important question. Yes. Can you fart around a butt plug? <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's out of, out of my you just lost your hero. <laughs> <laughs> no. Where's my sexy bee god? <laughs>